Hi, everybody. Welcome to Busy Living Sober, episode 293, 293 episodes with Elizabeth Chance, also known as Busy Chance. And today is sponsored by Soberlink. Only 10% of people that are afflicted with the disease of alcoholism, that's only alcohol use disorder, get and seek treatment. And this can be attributed to the stigma that surrounds addiction and how people don't want to talk about it. Soberlink strives to erase the stigma of alcohol addiction. Their remote alcohol monitoring tool has helped over 500,000 people to be more accountable in their sobriety. Their voluntary system encourages connection and honesty, which helps to rebuild trust and maintain sobriety. I've teamed up with Soberlink to come up with a recovery resource guide, and it's called Tips for Keeping Busy Living Sober for Those in Recovery. And if you visit www www.soberlink.com slash BLS. You can download the resource guide for you or someone you know that can benefit from accountability for alcohol recovery. And you can also find a $50 promo code to get off your first device or only device. I mean, I don't know how many devices you buy, but go check out soberlink.com slash BLS for busy living sober. And today my topic is shame. And um, it's interesting. I was at, um, I was at someone's house recently and um, they had, a, this person I was talking to had a loved one that had battled alcoholism and um, it was their mother and their mother had gone to, um, had gone you know, had been a participant in Alcoholics Anonymous. She had done 12 step. And this person was talking about it in a way that was like, well, I don't know, you know, she really was an alcoholic. I mean, was she really an alcoholic? And it was like this shame came up in this person. And I was just kind of flabbergasted a little bit, sitting there listening to her talk about this because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the shame that I talk about all the time. You know, it's the shame we have for being an alcoholic. And you'd think in 2022, right, we would have this ability to be more transparent and more forgiving when people have this disease rather in having that stigma, you know? And I believe that as much as I wanna say it's gone, it's still there. And, you know, almost five years ago, I set up Sober Not Ashamed because I've been, I was so ashamed of my disease, right? And so I decided today, today to get a little bit into the shame. So what does shame mean? If you were to go to dictionary, which I have the dictionary app, so I'm going to read you the actual definition of shame, which is the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, etc., done by oneself or another. Suspectality to this feeling, disgrace, a fact or circumstance bringing disgrace or regret. I love that having bringing disgrace or regret, and shamed is to call feel is to cause to feel shame, more ashamed, to publicly humiliate or shame for being or doing something specified, usually in combination, and then to drive force etc. through shame to cover with reproach, disgrace. And so I want to go back to that one up here that I just mentioned, which is the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous done by oneself or another. 
So it's um, dishonorable to be an alcoholic. Hmm. It's improper to be an alcoholic. It's ridiculous to be an alcoholic. You know, that's shame. That's what shame is. And I know that I felt disgrace because I had this, you know, I had this disease and it's, um, it brings up so many feelings in so many of us, I think, you know, um, we have this sense inside of us that we have this disgrace forever, you know, even when we get sober and I know people that have been sober for a long time that are, uh, that it affects them. And, um, it is bullshit. I, I, I got to call bullshit. Um, I believe my shame, I'm going to just talk for myself. I believe that my shame that came in here, I was disgraced. My family was not understanding. My family was not like, this is, you know, it's great. You're going to go get help and you're going to change. You know, it was not something that they were excited about or proud of by any stretch of the imagination. And so I understand where my shame came from. I feel like I had every reason to feel shamed, right? I had every reason. It's like I had a scarlet letter on my back. Um, I know that in certain situations, people look at me differently because I don't drink. And they say to other people, oh my gosh, she doesn't drink. You know, she's got a sober podcast. And um, I had someone that asked me, I have a friend who supports me a lot. And she said, I really want you to talk to this group of people about what you do. And so I sat down with her and another woman and the woman said, I just don't think that you should talk to our group. And I was like, why is that? And she said, because, you know, if you talk about, you know, drinking, you know, some of us could maybe think that we have a problem and it would make people feel uncomfortable. And I'm like, what? Like it's 2022. You want to still like think that it's cool that your like loved ones are still getting, you know, fucked up, excuse my French, but like literally are drinking themselves to oblivion. And that's not okay to talk about it so that maybe they can reach out and get help because we're talking about it or we're still going to just keep it shamed in the corner, like push people down for it. And, um, it's, it's dumbfounding to me. It's so stupid. Like nobody's going to talk about it now. Give me a break. It's like, how many people have alcohol problems? How many people have drug problems? How many people died? Have I talked about numerous times recently that have died over during COVID because of alcohol problems and people don't want to freaking talk about it. They shame people for it. Give me a break. I don't think anybody should be ashamed of being an alcoholic. I think that I, okay, maybe I did some shameful things when I was drunk. I, I can, I can say that I did. I did. I might've done some things that were just disgraceful when I was drunk. I might've told somebody to fuck up. I might've hit somebody with a cup. I don't know what I did. I did some crazy things. I know that. I would wake up in the morning and go, oh my God, what did I do? That was a little shameful. But when you decide to get sober and that you want to change, there's no shame in that. I say shame on the person who's judging you for doing that. Because I think we have to come to this place inside of ourselves, inside of oneself and go, you know what? I'm not carrying the shame anymore. I'm not disgraced anymore. 
Yes, I used to get myself in situations that were disgraceful. I didn't like my behavior then, but you know what? I've changed that behavior now. I put down the drink. I don't drink anymore. I don't drink anymore. I've changed. That person that went out and picked up the drink and did things that they felt were disgraceful has left the building. That person that he, she, them, they, whatever, that decided to stop has no reason to feel shame. There's no shame, but we carry it still, some of us deep in our souls. So how do we get to that place that we're like, you know what, I still, I, I, I can't forgive myself. I can't let that disgrace leave me. I can't let that shame leave me. And I think that if you can't get to the place which I, uh, which I really want you to, I really want to teach you some tools and maybe talk about some tools that have worked for me in getting rid of the shame, but it's like owning who we are. It's like nothing you need to be ashamed of, right? I can understand if you continued to do this behavior when you knew that you had a problem and you decided that I, I, I can get where that would be. But if you're like really trying and you have, let's say you have a week, let's say you have a year, let's say you have a decade, let's say you have many decades of sobriety, many, many hours of sobriety, and you are trying to change that narrative. You yourself has to be the one that has to be okay with it. What other people think, it doesn't really matter because if you believe, if you believe in your heart that, you know what, I'm not ashamed anymore. Why am I ashamed? And you get to the nitty gritty and you maybe even take time to get quiet and write down, why am I ashamed? I want you guys to get pen and paper and go, why am I ashamed? I don't want anybody else to be around you. You don't need to talk to anybody else. You don't need to get and get like 15 million of your friends or call 20 million people and say, why am I, why am I doing it? I want you to get quiet yourself, go into a place that's quiet, go out to the park. Don't have your cell phone. Don't have any noise around you. Maybe be in your house when everybody's out, light a candle, do something that makes you feel tranquil, tranquil. Okay. And you don't have many descriptions distractions. And I want you to sit down and I want you to go, okay, why am I feeling disgraced? Why do I feel ashamed of myself? Why is that shame that I had before still here today? When I put down that drink, I came to the realization within myself that I have a problem and I want to change. And I'm going to take every steps, all the steps I can to get better. So if I'm going to take all these steps to get better, and I'm going to try to feel better within myself, and I'm acknowledging this, why do I still feel shame? Why can't I let that go? Why is it you can't let that go? And you're going to write that down and you can say, I, I still feel shame because I can't forget what I did to da, 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 five years ago. I can't remember what I did the last time I got drunk. I can't remember what I did to my, I can't forgive myself for what I did to my, my partner. I can't forgive myself for what I did to my kids. I can't forget to forgive, but you know what? You have to be the start of your own forgiveness. Once you forgive yourself, other people are not going to carry it anymore either because they're going to see that something's changed within you. You have this self-acceptance. 
you have this sense of like, you know what? I don't have anything. Yes, I did some things, but that person isn't here anymore. And I'm going to own who I am today. I'm going to own my recovery. I'm going to own that what I did before I feel badly about, I'm sorry for, but I'm and I'm going to try not to do that again because I pray that I don't ever drink again. But today I'm not going to have that shame. I'm not going to have that remorse. I'm going to just be in today. And getting in the day is where all of the happiness happens. You know, I read a lot of spiritual stuff and I am, um, I have uh, my relationship with my higher power, which I call God is my most important relationship that I have in my life. Okay. And you might say, oh my gosh, your relationship with your husband, your relationship with your kids. Yes. That's all on par with each other, but my relationship with my higher power, which I like to call God, you can call yours, whatever you want to, but I call mine God, Jesus Christ is mine. Okay. And so I have to have a sense God is only here right now with me, right? People say that um, they're, God's walking right beside them. God's walking in front of them. God's walking over here. No, God's inside me. Okay, he's inside me. I, it's in that soul and that, oh, that, that, that feeling inside of me. And the peace I have. And the, the peace and serenity that I have comes from being right with that higher power. And you're going to be like, wait a minute, I don't understand. So if I get quiet and I get in this moment, in today, so right now, I'm just going to tell you, I'm pointing this out tomorrow. It's Tuesday, April 19th, 2022 at 9.16 p.m. And right now, in this moment, my relationship and where I am right this very second is I'm sitting here in my office, in my house. I have a painting behind me that I painted. I am talking to you guys on my computer. And I could sit here and say to you, for an example, if I weren't in this moment talking to you right now and thinking about what I'm talking about and talking about the shame, I could go, okay, I'm going to think about what I was doing five minutes ago before I was doing this. So what did I do? Um, I got a, I got two scoops of ice cream mm -hmm, with chocolate sauce. I did. I got hot fudge on top of my ice cream. Now my normal MO would be like, oh my gosh, I'm so ashamed of myself. How many pounds did I just gain? I've been working so hard to lose weight and look at, I'm so bad. I just went and got ice cream. I'm horrible. Da, 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 da. Okay. That, that happened. I, I got the ice cream. I digested it. It's sitting in my stomach. Um, I feel pretty good. I have a little sugar high kind of, um, and I don't want to be ashamed of it. So I'm going to get into right now. I'm in here right now and I have this higher power that's, you know, and it's vertical, right? So God is like up and down for me. It's not sideways. It's not, it's not horizontal. It's vertical up and down. So I look up and I feel peace and I can say, okay, bring me into this moment. So in this moment, as I'm talking to you all, I am now thinking about how can I help 
one person get a day of sobriety? And how can I help one person get to a place within themselves that they love themselves and that they don't have to have shame and they don't have to have that remorse and that bitterness for something that happened that it already happened. Who you were when you were drinking, you put down that drink. You need to be proud of yourself. You don't have that drink in your body. You haven't ingested alcohol in whatever time period it is. And saying, I'm not going to go to the shame anymore. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to keep beating myself up. I'm not going to keep beating myself up. Labels don't mean anything, right? It's like we all, we, we all want to put these labels on ourselves. Like you're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you like this person, you like that. Like everything, we, we, I don't know where it came from, but this black and white thinking, right? It's black and white thinking. I can tell you the only thing that's black and white in my life is that I will not drink. That is not, there's no question. It's not up for debate. Um, it's not up to maybe being a really good idea at any point in my life because I know what happens because I've tried it so many times. I tried it so many times. I mean, I drank until I was 37 and I drank a lot all the time. It was my best friend. It's all I ever needed. That's all I, how I could ever cope was being, you know, buzzed all the time. And so, um, because let's face it, I'm a really sensitive person. So I, if I were drunk, it, I didn't have to feel those feelings of insecurity. And today, if I, if you start to like yourself, like truly like yourself, like without any of these labels, like you just are like, I just like myself, who I am. I believe in myself. And you know what? I am, if I hold my head high and I'm happy, because of the fact that I didn't drink today, like, cause I'm not supposed to not drink, right? I'm supposed to drink. So if you, and, and I mean, supposed to drink, like meaning you're supposed to drink as an alcoholic, we are, we tend to drink. So when we don't drink, I, that was like such a self, like, I was like really proud of myself. And I think you should be too. Like, aren't you proud of yourself? Like shit. You're not, you know, you're, you're doing this. You're not drinking. You're not drugging. You're taking the time to be like, oh my gosh, I am going to rejoice in the fact that I haven't had a drink or a drug in whatever time period it is. I'm going to get in this moment and I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back. You know what? I I'm sober and um, I'm going to be proud of that. I'm going to be proud of that. I have no shame. I have no shame for something that, yes, I did before, but I don't anymore. So why have shame? So I go back to that woman that I was talking to who was talking about her loved one that had this disease. And she was like, well, I, now the person, the their, their relatives dead. And so they're like, well, they're like thinking, was she really like, it's something bad. And I looked at this woman and I said, you know, cause I believe education is the only way to like help people is to educate them. It's like people assuming things without going into more in-depth, you know, reasoning to go look at things, but to just really 
you know, educate people as to what alcoholism is. And I looked at her and I said, you know, your person that, and I doubt she's going to listen to this podcast, but anyway, um, I said, you know, your loved one that, um, it had nothing to do with the drink. Okay. And she was like, looking at me like, kind of like, what are you talking about? She would go and drink and make herself feel better. And I said, exactly. Bingo feelings. Alcoholism is about feelings. It's how we feel about ourselves. So if we're going to choose to feel the shame, we don't want to choose to feel the shame anymore. This woman saying this, like her mom, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was her mom. If Like her mom should have been ashamed of the fact that she decided to go get help and she quit. And she said, you know what? I'm an alcoholic and I'm going to participate in 12 step meetings because it's important to me to, it was important to her mother to have this you know, group of friends that she had and she made and her own community that understood her that she didn't want to drink anymore. And her daughter being ashamed today was like, I was like, do you understand what alcoholism is? Alcoholism has nothing to do with drinking. It has nothing to do with the moral problem. All it has to do with is how we, how we cope with alcohol, how we digest alcohol as human beings, as humans. You know, I have an allergy to alcohol. Now people might say, well, wait a minute, I don't understand. I have an allergy. So when I drink alcohol, something in my brain lights up kind of like a Christmas tree. And it's like, you just drank me. I used to drink alcohol. Now drink some more. And it was like this sense. And I remember it still to this day. And I'm like, I'm only going to have one, but I get that alcohol. It hits my brain. My brain goes to more. It doesn't go stop. This is bad for you. This is bad choice. You're going down this alley. As I used to say, a lot of times I'd be going to, I used to, would drink Irish mist and I'd be like, I'm going down the misty highway. It wasn't like, oh, you're going down the misty highway. Stop. Don't do this anymore. You're going to make some bad choices once you start drinking this. No, it was like, okay, I had one and it was like, damn, that was good. And then your light, you know, these lights go on and you just, keep, at least for me, I just kept going and kept going, kept going. It's because I have an allergy. I have this phenomenon of craving once I have a sip. It has nothing to do with number five or number two or number one. It has to do with the first sip because that sip goes from my mouth to my brain, lights up like a Christmas tree, and I want more. And when you ingest alcohol, when I ingest alcohol, bad things happen. Bad things happen. I get myself into situations. So you know what? The only thing I can do is not do it. There's no other choice. There's no other choice. There's no other. I mean, it's just, it's, it, there's no other choice. So I can, it's either you have it or you don't. So for me, I just, I'm never going to have it again. And I embrace that. And I'm not ashamed of that. I own it. It's what I, you know, I, I really, you know, I, there's this promise we have in the 12 steps and it's like, you will no longer regret the, regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. I don't want to regret, I don't regret it. It's like, I had fun. I got myself into some major situations that I, if given the choice, I wouldn't have done, but it's already been done. 
So do you think I'm going to carry that remorse any longer? Am I going to, am I going to carry, am I going to have that sense of, um, am I going to have that, am I going to have that um, consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, disgrace? I'm not going to be disgraced anymore because when I'm sober, I don't normally get myself into situations where I'm disgrace myself. If I do something, I screw up on or I say something, I pretty much own it. And people might say, I don't like, I, you know, one of my kids, he's very much into telling me he doesn't like what I'm saying or what I'm doing and all these other things. He's like, I don't like these things. I don't like these things. I don't really care. I'm like, well, too bad. If you don't like it. I didn't ask you if you liked it. It's fine with me if you don't like it. Cause I'm owning who I am. And, you know, I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but last I checked, no one is. No one's perfect. To me, God was the only person that was perfect. And um, last I checked, he's not walking on this planet right now. But if I get to this place where I'm like, you know what, I can identify the fact that I had shame. I have been ashamed of myself but I'm not anymore. If you go and you write that down and you read back why you're ashamed of yourself, maybe you can turn it around by identifying it and reading these things that you're ashamed of and say, yeah, I did do that before, but I'm not doing that anymore. That girl left the building. That guy left the building. I'm not, I'm really going to try not to do that ever again, because I don't want to disgrace myself because you know what, at the end of the day, it's me having to look in the mirror at me and um, what other people think about us is none of our business, but I think the first thing for all of us is finding that place where we really like ourselves where we really can say to ourselves, you know what, I, I am okay today. I did a pretty good job today. I'm going to pat myself on the back today. I didn't drink today. I didn't pick up a drug today. I took care of me today. And um, I never did that before. And now that I'm doing it, it feels really good. And I'm not going to be disgraced from myself. I'm not going to not like myself anymore. I'm not going to feed that negativity anymore. I'm going to be proud of myself. And I'm not saying ego boast, boosting proud of ourselves. I'm not saying you go around like a chicken or a rooster and, you know, puff your little, you know, feathers and everything. It's something you feel inside of you, knowing that God loves you. Your higher power loves you. You know, they forgave you already. It's you forgiving you. You have to forgive you. You have to fall in love with you. What anybody else thinks, it doesn't matter. You have to take the time to fall in love with you. And having shame is not going to help you fall in love with yourself. Identify why you're ashamed of yourself. Identify it. Read it out loud to yourself and say, what am I thinking this? 
I haven't done that in a long time. I'm letting that go. And you might have to take that piece of paper that you wrote it down on and go outside and, you know, burn it and send it up to the universe and say, you know what, the hell with this shame. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not falling into the trap anymore. I'm not going to be that person that is disgraced anymore. Yes, I did disgraceful things, but not anymore. And I don't need to regurgitate them anymore. And if people are regurgitating them to you, they need to keep it to themselves. And you might have to tell them that, you know, who I was before is not here yet. And so if you've got a problem with that girl that got drunk before, or that guy that got drunk before, take it up with somebody else. I don't need to hear it anymore. I beat myself up enough for so long. For so long, we beat ourselves up. We wake up so many mornings going, I'm not going to do that again. And we do it again. And we do it again. And kill ourselves. We're just like, oh, I hate myself. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Why did I do it again? And we do that. And then it's time to tell everybody else, you know what? I'm done listening to it. I thank you for your opinion, but I don't need to hear it anymore. I'm working on me right now. Because if I take care of me, my life is going to be better for me. And I promise all of you people that are around you, it's going to be better for them as well. Because you're going to take care of you. You're going to own you. You know, what other people thought, think about ourselves is none of our business. I'm going to say it over and over again. I said to this woman, you should be proud of your mom that she went to that. She went to a 12-step group. She stopped drinking. She took care of herself. And now she's gone and you're questioning whether or not her integrity. Well, that's terrible. I think your mom sounds like a rock star. You know, Ann, um, Ann Richards was a governor from Texas a long time ago. And she was sober for a long time. And she said it was, the, you know, every person, there's not one person I know that says, I regret getting sober. That was the worst thing I did is getting sober. No one ever says that. They might say, I regret picking up a drink again, but they will never say they regret being sober because when you're sober, you can love yourself. You can get to that place that says, you know what? I'm putting that shame away. It's gone. I am going to embrace right now. I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm going to fall in love with me as hard as it is, but I'm going to try it. And that is for sure. So try it. Okay. Try to put away that shame. Try to find that place within you that has that self-love and has that self-respect and has that ability to forgive yourself because you're worth it, okay? You're worth it. And if you haven't drank, I think it's to you. So thank you so much for listening. If you like my podcast, please share it with your friends. Please subscribe. I would love it if you subscribed. And I have another question. If you're listening, you like what you hear. And I want to say thank you to all the people that have been writing to me lately, by the way. It really makes me feel awesome. I have to tell you, I'm like, whoop, whoop. I'm really happy that you guys have been writing to me. It really makes the world of difference to me because I love to know that you're out there listening because I do not look at my statistics at all. So me just ask me how many people listen to you. I'm like, I don't know. But anyway, um, too many topics, too many questions. You're like, will you cover this for me? Will you tell me? Cause you've got this question. You've got this thing that's going on that you're like, what am I going to, what, what am I going to do about this? Or what am I going to do about that? And I'm feeling like this, or you're feeling like that. 
let me know and I'll talk about it next week or the following week, whenever you get to me. Um, let me know. You can always reach me at busy, B I Z Z Y, at busy, B U S Y, livingsober.com. You can always reach me also at um, Elizabeth, E L I Z A B E T H, at elizabethchance.com. You'll get me that way too. So both those ways will work. Um, remember, you know, this is, uh, this is your life and it's your opportunity to take care of you and you're worth it. I believe in you. I can tell you that. And I promise you that if you write to me, I will write you back and, um, know that you're not alone. That's a big thing. Don't judge. Don't judge yourself. Fall in love with you. You're worth it until next time. Um, keep getting busy living sober. Take care everybody. Bye-bye.